Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Caprill is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for being here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Walter Storholt with you alongside Dan Capril. He is a certified financial planner and the president of Matson and Capril, your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton and everywhere in between. Reach out to Dan at any time during our show today by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN or by going to quizdan.com. Don't forget there is a great upcoming seminar, a class that you can attend, Retirement Rescue Boot Camp, later on this month. We'll give you all the details coming up on today's show. So much on the docket. We'll get right to it in just a moment. But first, Dan, hello. Thanks for being here on the show this week. Hey, Walter. Uh, happy almost tax day to you and to all of our uh, <laughs> listeners out there. I, You know, if you're depressed about taxes, that's good because when you're upset about something, you're likely to do something about it. And listen very carefully to today's, today's show because as Walter said, we're going to talk about the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp that we got coming up April 26th at the University of Dayton. I say Retirement Rescue because we're going to show you how to rescue your retirement from the IRS. So many of us have qualified accounts, 401ks, 403bs, IRA accounts that have yet to be taxed. And if Congress raises its tax rates in the future, and I got news for you, it's probably likely they'll have to, you own even less of those accounts. So keep listening today. We're going to talk about it a lot during the show. I'm very excited about this boot camp. Uh, the response to it has been great. I mean, they're going to have to close registration soon or try to move to a bigger room at, at the University of Dayton. So I'm glad that people are motivated. I'm glad they're a little bit upset about their taxes. You should be. There's things you can do, and we're going to help you with that today. You should want better. And I think that's great to hear that so many people are having that response. Although I got to say, Dan, you know, you said happy tax day and I uh, hope everybody has almost done their taxes. I mean, mm. I kind of hope people were we're done on Friday and not waiting until the last day on Monday. Let me tell you, based on the calls to my office, they weren't. <laughs> no, actually, Walter, um, the um, this year they've extended it to Monday. So Monday the 18th is actually this year's tax day. So you actually have a couple of extra days. Sometimes the service will do that when the filing date shows up, when the 15th shows up on a Friday or certainly when it shows up on a Saturday, they'll move it to the following Monday. So it not all's panicking yet and you can still get your extensions in if you have already filed those. Not to uh, get all get all uh, off track here, but I had a friend say that, uh, well, I'm just going to file an extension since I owe taxes. I'll just mm. file an extension so I don't have yeah. to pay them for a few more months. No, no, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And sadly, a lot of people think it, do, it does. Listen, you've got to pay your tax. You can file the paperwork later. Uh, but if you don't do it on time, you will pay a penalty. Now, having said that, depending on how much you owe, the penalty isn't usually that huge. But yeah, now do yourself a favor. Get the check in the mail with the extension. And then, uh, and then you got till October to get the paperwork in. So I filed an extension this year, but yeah, I did write a check. I'm going to get us more off track here, Dan, because I just find mm -hmm. taxes fascinating. And since we're here on the deadline, why not just delve in just right. slightly, slightly further? I mean, just how – I can't wrap my brain around how they can find enough people to review all the tax – you know, all the tax returns. I mean, of the well, millions and millions and millions of people. I yeah. mean, how does it get done? How do they choose who to audit, who not to audit, all that kind of stuff? That's a great question. I mean, there's no way they all get checked. And obviously, computers are a big part of it. They look at certain things. They look at changes in, in charitable deductions. They look at changes in income. The biggest concern the service has is, are you hiding income? Are you failing to report your income? They look at that far more than they look at deductions. So if you're, for example, a sole proprietor business, and you deal heavily in cash, you are target number one, without question, which is why we often counsel sole proprietorships to incorporate at some level, form an LLC or something like that, because that statistically will help you. But no, I mean, look, there are people who get away with things. They know they're getting away with things. 
There are people who make mistakes and are never caught. It is an overwhelming task, and I certainly want you to do it correctly, but I want you to understand that in doing it correctly, there's usually things you can do to save yourself some money, and that's why I'm constantly emphasizing the difference between tax planning and tax filing. Uh, Right now, you're all doing tax filing. Tax planning is something you should be doing starting tomorrow for the current year and all years going forward. Great point. All right. I'll get us back on track now, but it's just always fun to talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. taxes, especially when that tax day actually is upon us. And uh, sometimes it's neat to get a peek behind the curtain. Well, as you said, a lot of response to your upcoming Retirement Rescue Boot Camp, which will talk heavily about tax planning at that boot camp. And uh, I know a lot of people are submitting their questions to us on the website. Quizdan.com is where you can go to have your question featured on the air. And we have one this week from Mick to feature. He's in Centerville. And Mick says, on one hand, I'd like to sell some stocks while they're trading close to the highest point they've ever been. On the other hand, I'm worried about the taxes. I'd Well, see, here we go. Another tax question. Here we go. Yeah. Taxes I'd probably have to pay when I sell. Any tips for handling this catch-22? You know, Mick, I really wouldn't call this a catch-22 because you know going in you're going to have to pay tax when you have profits. You certainly wouldn't rather have a loss. If you had all of your money sitting in one company stock and you chose to stay there simply because you didn't want to pay the tax on it, well, what if that company stock was, say, General Electric right before 2008? Or let's say that company stock was Enron. The truth of the matter is that the market will take a lot more from you than will Uncle Sam. Now, as you know, if you listen to the show, no one hates paying taxes more than I do. So I definitely want you to explore strategies. And there are a number of strategies that you can do that would allow you to diversify and not pay the tax. They're a little complex. There's usually an element of charity that comes into them. Uh, One of my favorites is called a charitable remainder trust which allows you to sell stocks and not pay any tax on it. In fact, getting a uh, on the sale, and actually you'll get a tax deduction. But what I want you to understand, though, is we shouldn't let taxes alone drive our decision when it comes to building our portfolio. Also understand this, Mick, capital gain rates are lower than income tax rates. So it's quite possible that the tax bite isn't going to be as bad as you think it is. Not only that, you may want to contemplate a strategy whereby you can do it over several different years. Lots of different things to think about. I'm with you on not wanting to pay the tax. And yes, it might be avoidable, but don't let that alone be the motivating factor. Because again, I've seen a lot of people give a lot back to the market that Uncle Sam ever would have took from them. And uh, we want to be very mindful of that. Don't be scared to pay taxes if you made money. It's a good sign. Right. Uh, yeah. That's the other thing to take away from this. Yeah, don't, don't I mean, feel bad about lost that. money. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to lose money, right? So sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Not a catch 22. Just uh, doing, mm-hmm. doing the thing you need to do to make money. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. All right, good question, though, Mick. We appreciate you asking that one. Uh, Go to quizdan.com to ask your questions to Dan and the team. If you want a complimentary initial review, you can always call Dan and his team directly at 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-QUIZ-DAN. Another question this week comes to us from Peter in West Carrollton. Peter says, what happens to my Social Security benefit when I die? Won't my wife Hmm. get it or something like that? Or something like that. Well, (laughs) Peter, first of all, the first thing this tells me is you need need to, to get a little bit more insight on how the social security system works and you're not alone and uh, so my first recommendation is go to quizdan.com and you can order your free social security timing report right there on the website i think it's the third button to the right it's free of charge you put your data in there and we'll send it off to you and that'll answer a lot of those questions but to get to your question specifically peter what happens is when a spouse dies the surviving spouse gets to keep the higher of the two checks that's pretty much it so if husband dies and wife was, her check was less than husband's, her check will boost up to his. But um, the lower of the two check essentially goes away. So that's what happens. You pretty much, particularly when you only have adult children and, and no one has any disabilities, the benefit pretty much ends with you. And then if you have a spouse, they can keep the higher of the two. But there's a lot of things you need to consider when it comes to Social Security. Uh, we've had a major change in the law this current year. So some of the past strategies that were, were being done are, are no longer the case, which means planning is even that much more important. So um, I strongly recommend people get suggestions on this. We can help you with that tremendously. At the very least, get the timing report. I mean, there's no cost to it. It'll open your eyes to it. Go to quizdan.com. You can click right on there, Social Security Timing Report. You enter your data. We'll get it out to you in the next uh, couple of days. 
Good question. Thanks, Peter. One more to uh, squeeze in here, Dan. This one comes to us from Christine in Springboro. And Christine says, I'm pretty sure I have enough money for retirement. Getting a lot of something like that's and pretty sure's on this show so far. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I have enough money for retirement, so why am I so scared every time I make a withdrawal? It's like I just have a nagging feeling that I'm eventually going to run out. Well, first of all, yeah, I want to get away from pretty sure, Christine. I'd like you to be very sure. You can never be completely certain because there are other factors. I mean, even guaranteed income strategies, you still are going to be guaranteed by somebody who could fail. But the important thing is that that confidence level has to be based on fact. It shouldn't be based on any type of feelings or anything like that. Withdrawing from your portfolio, there is a natural sense of insecurity that goes along with it, particularly when you see market volatility, particularly when you see a year where your net worth is going down. I get that. In fact, that's why we call ourselves wealth coaches and not financial advisors, because coaching your behavior during these moments is very, very important. This sense of um, this nagging feeling that you've got can actually motivate you to make some very bad decisions. Now, there are certain cases where maybe having some of your retirement income be quote unquote guaranteed by an insurance company might make sense for you. Just understand the word guarantee usually means lower rates of return and less inheritance for your heirs. But you know, that might be a, an element that might be appropriate for you. But so much of this comes down to coaching, which is why we developed our Investor Academy. It's a, a series of courses that we put on, and, and we actually even have them online for our clients that take them through a lot of the psychology of investing. And, you know, if, if you're interested in something like that, if you're finding yourself losing sleep, you're just a little bit anxious about all this, I think the Investor Academy and a lot of things we have to offer can be very helpful for you. So, you know, first thing I want to suggest you do is, and this is for all you listeners out there, First of all, take advantage of this upcoming uh, retirement rescue boot camp that we've got coming on. You think the market's tough on your portfolio? <laughs> the IRS is going to be a lot more. Uh, the retirement rescue boot camp is designed to give you specific strategies that you can do to potentially have a tax-free retirement. The way in which you register for this is I want you to text the word SEMINAR16, that's one word, SEMINAR16, to 555-888. Again, that's 555-888. Just go ahead, SEMINAR16. You go ahead, you, you, you send that off. You're going to instantly get back a text from me that's going to tell you to click on a, a link. You click on the link, you go ahead and enter in all of your information, and you're registered. That's it. But we have limited seating at this. I'm giving away a lot of materials at this seminar. The seminar is not designed to give you free dinners or anything like that. No. The seminar is for people who are serious about getting the IRS off their back during their retirement. And I think if we can do that here, in your case, Christine, I think that's going to ease up a lot of that nagging feeling. Because there's nothing worse when you want $1,000 and you're told you got to withdraw 1200 or 1300 to net the 1000 I mean, that just really starts to eat away at your portfolio. So again, Seminar 16, Seminar 16, text that word to 555-888. I'll be immediately sending you the link. You need to click on it. Then you need to enter in your information so we can get you registered. Don't worry, we're not going to call you. We're not going to bug you. The only thing we're going to do is send you a confirmation so that you know where everything is, you know, the classroom at the University of Dayton, and you're all aware. And again, that seminar is going to be on April 26 at 6.30 p.m. It's the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp. Just text the word SEMINAR and the number is 16. So SEMINAR16, SEMINAR16. You just text that to 555-888. Very easy to do. Make sure you click on the link and fill out the brief information, and you'll be able to attend that upcoming seminar. The number again is 555-888. And you just text the word SEMINAR and the number 16, SEMINAR16. Thanks so much for listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle today. So much more on the agenda. The Financial Jeopardy is what we'll be playing coming up next. I look forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, (laughs) Since this is Solving the Financial Puzzle, after all, we'll get a a little game showy next on the show. So stay with us here on Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Caprell. With a constantly changing financial landscape, having a written, customized plan for retirement is more important than ever. In Cincinnati and Dayton, turn to Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Do you have a question you want featured on the show? Go to askdan.com to submit your question, and our host here on Solving the Financial Puzzle, Dan Capril, might feature it on a future show. So go to askdan.com today. 
Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. He is your local financial wealth coach, a certified financial planner, the president of Matson and Capril. They have offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky, serving you in Cincinnati, Dayton, and the surrounding areas. You can reach out to Dan during our show by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Let Dan know that you're interested in meeting and talking about your financial plan. You can also check him out online by going to quizdan.com. Dan, let's talk about business owners because they are particularly mm. vulnerable to some misconceptions and false assumptions about their retirement from from what we've Huge seen thing. over the years. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. address some of the main issues they're facing. Uh, first of all, I know a lot of business owners think if I execute my business plan, my retirement plan will sort of just take care of itself. Yeah, the the biggest myth is this idea that you're going to somehow sell your business for massive amounts of money and that's ultimately going to finance your retirement plan. And unless you've got some unusually patent technology, that's not the case at all. I remember vividly a discussion I had with a restaurant owner of a restaurant in Cincinnati, very well-known restaurant, and he was so depressed for how little he was able to sell his restaurant for. And I was like, well, yeah, because it's, it's just a restaurant. It's not like, you know, he had invented veal parmesan and nobody else could get it anyplace else, right? So this thought that we're going to do that, I mean, there was a great book written many years ago that if you haven't read it, if you're a business owner, you should. In fact, even if you're not, you should read it. It's called The E-Myth. And Michael Gerber wrote the book, and he's revised it a few times. But The E-Myth was just that, that, the fact that people thought they were entrepreneurs. And he says, no, most businesses are not entrepreneurs at all. They've just simply replaced one boss for another. In this case, their boss is not a human. It's their business. A lot of business owners are not getting nearly the amount of money out of their business that they should be getting. And there's a number of things you can do to fix that. But the biggest thing that you need to be mindful of is that your job when you own a business is you need to start taking profit and investing it for the long haul for yourself. Do not rely on the sale of your business. If you've got a business that a competitor can create on his own, well, then you really don't have much to sell. I mean, watch the Shark Tank. That's the number one thing they look for. That's okay that you've got this business. It's probably a great business, but it's probably not a business that's going to fund your retirement just by selling it. So you need to start investing for the long haul. You need a retirement plan. You need a retirement plan that maybe saves you taxes now, can save you taxes in the future. And I hear some people say, look, I can't afford that because what I do for me, I have to do for my employees. No, there are so many different retirement plans out there. And there are some that actually, you don't have to do anything for your employee. It just depends on the strategy of play. So understand that. But yeah, that, that's a huge myth. And um, it's sad because as a business owner, you've got enough challenges. And if you think you're just suffering through because there's going to be a big payoff when you put up the for sale sign, well, that might be true for you. But chances are, especially if you're a retail business, that is not going to be the case. Well, a lot of people think that, you know, they look at the value of their business. So whether or not it can be easily copied, like they often talk about, as you mentioned on Shark Tank, whether that's the case Mm -hmm. or not, they know the current value or can project the future value of their business. And they say, well, that's going to be enough in retirement, even if I can't get a, you know, $55 million investment on Shark Tank. Right. Well, so here's here's the fallacy behind a lot of those thoughts. First of all, there's nothing more unclear than what a business is worth. I mean, you can take course after course on that. The reality is something's worth only what somebody's willing to pay for it. So you can tell me all day long that you're worth two times earnings, three times earnings, whatever the case might be. Until someone actually shows up with the cash, you're not worth anything. You may only be worth what your equipment is or what cash you have on hand, which I assume you're going to look to take with you. So you got to be very careful about that. The other thing, too, is that even if you have a value today that you're comfortable with, there's no guarantee that that value is going to grow with inflation. And so, therefore, it doesn't really matter what it's worth right now. It's worth It matters what it's going to be worth in the future. Here's another thing. We take you, the business owner, out of that business. Is that business really worth what you think it's worth? If it's not, you got to take steps to do that. That's a lot of the counseling that we do with small business owners. Is we show them those types of things. We ask those types of questions, and we help them to make those types of decisions now. What are the steps that I can do to maximize my profitability so I'm not dependent upon somebody just showing up and maybe overpaying or giving me the price that I want? Look, everything's negotiable. You think, you know, you think negotiating a house price is tough, or you think negotiating a car is challenging? <laughs> 
you get behind negotiating a business, it's it's a whole new world uh, because the the guy who's thinking about buying your business is always going to be motivated by the idea that he can just start a competing firm and not have to buy you out at all. So be careful because what you think it's worth may be false. I don't care what your accountant told you. Until someone shows up with the cash, it's not worth anything. And secondly, it's not the value today that I'm interested in. Is I want to know what's going to be the value 10, 15, 20 years from now when you're looking to retire. What's that value likely to be? And if we can't be certain about that, we have got to build your net worth up by investing your profits into a real portfolio that's not just dependent upon the success of your company, but is dependent on the success of the global economy. And I got news for you. I'll take my chances with the global economy over any one business any day of the week. Yeah, a lot of people will, and I think that's uh, something that's important, something that people need to remember. And people think that selling a business is going to be enough to support themselves in retirement, Dan. You covered that a little bit a few moments ago, but often a lot of people don't realize that, you know, how much it's going to take to withstand, uh, you know, the different perils that you face in retirement. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, again, understand that when you are selling your business, first of all, you may not be able to retire right away. They may require your presence for a period of time. And then secondly, there may not be anything special about your business. Again, you know, no one loves a good restaurant more than me, but it's very easy for someone else to build a competing restaurant. So it really makes no sense to buy somebody's restaurant for huge multiples. You know, they have a unique brand like Jeff Ruby has, say, in uh, Cincinnati or Jay's has in Dayton. That's great. They do have something there. But that's not most restaurants, which is why 80% of them fail. So, look, I hope you get big money for your business, but you cannot be fully reliant upon it. Look, doctor practices don't go for anything because everyone knows once the doctor leaves, there's no business there. So what's he worth? Account receivables? Eh, Well, there, there is some value there. It's probably not enough to retire upon. So, yeah, just be careful. You need to look at things for a different perspective. Sometimes we just don't want to think about these things. But I've, I've heard all kinds of crazy ideas. I mean, there's a guy I know who's absolutely convinced that his brother's lawn mowing business. Now, this is a guy who's a pretty high earner, horrible saver. Oh, my Lord. I mean, you talk about being one paycheck away from broke. His whole thought was, I'll spend every dollar I make now because my brother's lawn mowing business, which I'm a 50% owner, that's going to be my retirement. I'm like, get out of your mind. <laughs> it's a lawnmower business. It's not, you can't sell that. A competitor will step right in tomorrow. So, yeah, be very careful. Yeah, definitely is the name of the game. Be careful here, business owners. You've done a great job building your businesses. Don't squander. Don't mess it up here at the very end as you start considering how it's going to provide for you in the future and in your retirement. Have a a realistic exit strategy. I mean, but yeah, be realistic about the numbers. But I will tell you this. The greatest source of wealth to you is not the value of your business. The greatest source of wealth to you is going to be the cash that your business creates, provided you take that cash and invest it in yourself. This whole idea, I'm just going to keep reinvesting in the business, that doesn't always work out very well. So profit has to come first. You know, as I always say that, you know, the old adage is revenue minus expense equals profit. No. No, we have to change that. It needs to be revenue minus profit equals expense. Mm. Profit comes first. Let's manage the business with with what is left over. That's the profit first system that we do for our small business owner clients. And if you are a small business owner and you're you're interested in hearing more about that, uh, give us a call. I'll be more than happy to share with you how we strategically show our clients really the way I run my business in a profit first mentality. Boy, I tell you, there's nothing better than knowing that, that your profit is a priority in what you do. Because too often we, we've, we, we fall into this old attitude that, you know, it's, you know, whatever's left over is mine. Now, I want to give it to you first. We'll run your business with what's left over. Again, 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call to reach Dan Capril and his team at Matson and Capril, serving you in Cincinnati and Dayton. 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. Call and talk about your small business, some of the things that you're going through, some of the things you are facing. 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. One more thing, Dan, on this topic of business owners and how they can prepare for retirement and some of the pitfalls we see is, and this is a common one. People think, my family, they're going to take over the business. It's a family business. I know they'll run it well, and they'll take care of me in return. So it's not so much I'm selling the business, but passing it along. Bengals fans, let me ask you something. <laughs> How did it work for us when, when Mike Brown took over for Paul Brown? How'd that work? Now, granted, Mike Brown was making money no matter what. 
Thankfully, his daughter Katie is a little bit more has a little bit more insight on things, and since he's released the the reins on that. But here's the thing you need to understand: is genius sometimes skips a generation or two. Passion certainly can skip a generation or two. Uh, this idea that your children are going to run your business as successfully that you did, or they're going to run it at all, that might be a little short sighted. Being a business owner, from the almost the moment my son could speak English, I told him he was not coming into the family business. And the reason I did that was because I understood that his passion may not be mine. And to be a successful business owner, you have to have the passion. Now, certainly, if he developed the passion for what I do, and when he was old enough, I would certainly entertain that. But I wanted him to go out and find his own way. And it looks like he's going to go in a completely different direction as he gets ready to, to graduate from college. And that's great. So we have to understand that. I have seen some very dysfunctional businesses that were, quote, unquote, family businesses. And that's unfortunate because the love you have for each other is being affected by the, the need to make money. And it creates a great deal of divisiveness. It gets created as, as a result. So you have no guarantee on that. And even if they do want to come in, you have absolutely no guarantee they're going to run the business as well as you. You have to protect yourself by being diversified. And again, the most important thing you can do for yourself is as you make profit, you invested in, in your portfolio, you, you invested in other things. You become a business owner to generate revenue. Well, use that revenue for yourself. Put your profit first. Don't be reliant upon anybody but yourself to do it. You love your children, and maybe they will make great partners. But boy, history of business is full of examples where the child does not have the vision of the parent. And that business failed, and, um, and that's quite unfortunate. It is unfortunate, and so many people fall prey to these kinds of pitfalls in retirement as individuals and then as business owners. It kind of just creates even more opportunities for you to go in a wrong direction. That's why it's important to have a coach. That's why it's important to have somebody on your side helping guide you and steer you and making sure you're making the right decisions for yourself and your family. Reach out to Dan Capril and his great team at Matson and Capril, serving you in Cincinnati, Dayton, and the surrounding communities as well. They have an office location conveniently near you to be able to meet one in Cincinnati, another in Beaver Creek, and even in Northern Kentucky as well. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. 844-QUIZ-DAN. Call, set up a time to meet, talk about your financial situation, your business, the things that can be better. 844-QUIZ-DAN. 844-784-9326. So stay with us here on Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Caprell. Composer Stephen Sondheim once said, the nice thing about doing a crossword puzzle is you know there is a solution. That's exactly how you can view the financial world. You know there's a solution to the sometimes complex challenges facing you, especially when you plan for retirement. And if you need some help finding the right answers, then keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. Walter Storholt and Dan Capril with you. Dan is a certified financial planner and the president of Matson and Capril with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky, serving you between Cincinnati and Dayton and uh, everywhere in between as well. Don't forget you can call Dan at any time by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. Go online to quizdan.com, or if you want to attend the upcoming Retirement Rescue Boot Camp on April 26th at the University of Dayton, get all the details and register by texting the word SEMINAR and the number 16. SEMINAR 16. Text that to 555-888. 555-888. And in the message field, you just put SEMINAR 16. You'll get a link back. Click on that link, and you'll be able to fill out the information. Very cool event that's coming up later this month, so make sure you reserve your spot today. Well, this is, after all, solving the financial puzzle, so we're going to get a little game showy here. We all know how Jeopardy works, of course. We'll read you the answer. You respond in the form of a question, Dan. The only difference with this version of Jeopardy is that you have to back it up with an explanation, so it's a little tougher. Yeah, and, and I also have the actual answer, so we're just making this you know, good radio is what we're trying to That's do. That's true. It's, we're not truly quizzing you, I guess. <laughs> Way to give away the magic behind the curtain, Dan. Well, the, the key is, let's see if the listeners can get the answer. There you I'll go. Pause. Okay. Just a second. All right, go ahead. All right, so uh, answer. An investment strategy. I need to put in the sound effects, the Jeopardy sound effects. An investment strategy that claims to be able to successfully predict the future. Mm, interesting, interesting. What is active management? Oh, correct. Um, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yes. And so let, let's understand what's at play here. 
the overwhelming majority of investment products and I dare say portfolio managers do believe that the future is somewhat predictable or they believe perhaps that information travels slowly enough that they can make a move before the rest of the market does. Now, this is what active management's been all about for years. And sadly, year in and year out, we see example after example where these active managers produce rates of return below that of their benchmarks. And it's just simply because we all know that the future is unpredictable. And since the future is unpredictable, we've also seen, and I think we would all would agree, that markets react to news. So if the future is unpredictable, if news is unpredictable, markets react to news, well, therefore, aren't markets unpredictable? Well, of course they are. But hope continues to spring eternal. Now, I don't doubt for a second that there's good research out there. The problem is there's plenty of good research out there, and there's plenty of firms that have the same research. So you can claim that you're smart, but the reality is it gets canceled out. You know, now that I'm hearing people, well, we've got algorithms. Look, it's all the same thing. It's all about trying to speculate the future. Don't speculate your retirement. You want to do a little bit of gambling, small percentage of money, fine. Go down to the casino. They'll give you free drinks, hopefully. Get you to stay, a little more enjoyment. But people, seriously, th this is a huge problem that, that I see made time and time again. And often, you don't even know you're doing it. You're investing in these products that are doing it for you. The evidence is overwhelming. Active management doesn't work. Nobel Prize after Nobel Prize. Google the name Eugene Fama, for example. He won the Nobel Prize in 2013. You know when he discovered this? In the 1960s. Oh, wow. A lot of great books, Random Walk Down Wall Street, Investment Policy. I mean, there's a lot of great books out there. Uh, Charles Ellis has How to Win the Losers Game. They just show again and again the fallacy behind active management. And this is what's hurting a lot of investors. So be careful about it. If you feel that you're a victim of it, give me a call. We do something called a portfolio MRI for all of our clients. And it's a great tool. It studies uh, many things, but above all, it shows you how you've been hurt by active management. 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call to talk about maybe your particular situation, how Dan might be able to help you better put together a plan for your financial future. 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. All right, Dan, we'll take uh, chemicals for 600 next mm, on okay. Financial Jeopardy. We're getting into drugs now. Yeah, exactly. The chemical released in our brain that fuels behavioral addiction like gambling and online trading. Yeah, man, isn't that interesting? But dopamine is the chemical released in your brain that is stimulated by certain things. Video games, gambling, online trading. These are all things that, because the way that we do them, the way our brain reacts to them, stimulates the desire to do them more. And the casinos know this. That's why they set up their video poker and their, um, their slot machines the way that they do. But you know what? Online trading platforms know it as well. They know that, particularly if they can get you into options trading, which is highly speculative, and they can send you messages to your phone at any given time, that they are going to be fueling that dopamine. You go ahead, no, actually don't do this, but if you've ever opened up an online account, you'd be amazed the amount of emails that you receive. And if you set them up for text notifications, they're all about trading. There's over a billion trades done every day, $9 a trade. You do the math. A lot of shares trade hands and they know this. So this is another form of, of active management, but it's a form of addiction. They know that they can get you motivated to do that. Heck, I've even seen it in the charity world. I went to a, um, a silent auction recently, and, and I understood what was going on, but I, and I thought it was brilliant, but they were taking advantage of dopamine. What they do now is instead of the old silent auctions where you would find something you like, like maybe a signed picture of Michael Jordan or something Walter would be likely to buy, there you go. instead of you going up to that and just writing your name down in a dollar amount, oh, no, no, they, they've perfected that. Because in the old days, what do you do? You stand around waiting for someone to outbid you, and if you really want it, then you cross them around, you put your name. You know, now it's all technologically set up, so it's all done through your cell phone. And it's amazing how much more money now they raise. Now, why is that? Well, it's because dopamine is being released. Walter's getting competitive. He keeps getting that little text. You want that Jordan jersey? And then if he suddenly decides because his wife says, no, 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 you're not paying $500 for a jersey, <laughs> and he's not going to do it anymore, well, guess what? They then send him a message that says, you know, Walter, you didn't get the Jordan jersey. Now, this is all being done automatically. But there's a Billy Cunningham jersey or a Phil Ford jersey you can bid on, and that's only $200. And guess what? He didn't have to walk around the tables at all. It's there, but he could have stayed in the seat. Well, it's the same thing. So be careful. You know, sometimes we're getting motivated to do things that logically don't make sense. You're really not as fault as much as your brain. It's just the way your brain works and certain things set it off. 
it's really the opposite of the strategy that my dad uses, which is to pay for everything with actual hard cash so he can feel <laughs> yes. it going out of his wallet. And it still gives him that, that sort of mental, okay, I'm actually spending hard-earned money that I have here rather than the ease of swiping a card. Wow. This is the opposite that these folks are employing. Yeah, and your dad's a wise man, but yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we're, we're getting closer and closer to a time now where there won't be physical money, perhaps. And if there's no physical money, it's going to be that much easier to go over. I mean, how often do people get their credit card bill having no clue what's in it? And then they suddenly get it and they're shocked. Well, your dad wouldn't have had that problem because he's pulling out the hard cash. He's feeling the pain every time that he does it. And that's a whole different chemical being released in his, in his brain. He even pays for like a coffee at McDonald's with the coins like not even getting change back he's actually got the coins in his car that he can pay exact change for things which nobody does that these days but uh, <laughs> no, i have to say it i do oh uh, <laughs> it's good it's, it's a sign of brilliance but, how about that but as as i have to admit i am closer to your dad's age walter than i am to yours that's so. true that's, 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 that's very true but uh, i i appreciate it i can certainly i like the strategy all right, this is Financial go. Jeopardy on solving the financial puzzle. We're having a lot of fun today talking about these things, but they are, of course, important topics as well. I'm giving Dan the answer. He's giving me the question, just like in the real Jeopardy game. So on to the next category, and uh, this one will be for 1,000. Uh, this mm. one is uh, going to be about the market, is this category. Okay. The financial phenomenon is thought by some to be imminent and by others to be far off in the distance, but there is no denying that it will be back eventually. Well, the answer that I was given was called, what is a correction? But I don't believe in the word correction because correction implies that something was done incorrectly. The truth of the matter is that when markets fall back, and I would answer this as what is market volatility, but when markets go down, it's not because they were improperly priced. It's just simply because there was new news that came up. And that news was contrary to what investors thought it would be. And as a result, shares went down in value. More people chose to sell and at a price that, you know, forced the price to go down. This happens all the time. Uh, market volatility is nothing new. It's true, we go periods where the news is particularly bad and it goes down even further. But if history's any guide, we always seem to muddle our way through it. You think, you think the news is bad now? Just Google the 1940s and just read about all the wonderful things that happened then. And then when the 40s were done, you know, that got replaced by a Korean War and then the 60s with the Vietnam War. And I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So bad news is normal. It's going to happen. Your portfolio has to be protected against it, not through prediction. So that's the reason we need to have all that, because it is going to happen. What we have to get away from is this strong desire to predict these things. You're never going to know. You know unless you really have next week's newspaper today, you're, you're just guessing. You know, if, if you learn anything through this show, it's take guessing out of the, the equation. There are prudent strategies that you can apply. Over the long haul, market volatility has worked for us as investors. But it's not going to operate in a linear fashion. So when it doesn't, don't be surprised. Have a strategy in place where when markets fall back, you're actually able to take advantage of that through effective rebalancing. So it's not based on trying to predict the future. It's based on reacting to what markets have done as they've done it. And if you've never seen that type of a strategy, I'll be happy to show you that. You know, you come into our office. I can show you how we do that, how our portfolio MRI is designed to give you that guidance and take away the guesswork. Because I think it's that, that fact that when's the next shoe going to fall? I think that's really what keeps people up at night. And as a result, it forces them to make some very bad decisions. Dan, I think you're the first person in Jeopardy history to uh, ever challenge and then change the answer that the producers have given. So congratulations to you on that. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what they gave us was completely false. Yeah, I, had to, I had to speak up. I'm sorry. Well, we'll, we'll, we will cede to your expertise on that. Well, what, are, what the listeners don't know is I actually rewrote these questions when they were sent to me. I was like, no, that's a terrible one. Let's go with this one. This is a far better question. Thanks for better radio. Probably what the uh, Jeopardy folks were doing with Ken Jennings there back when he made his run a couple probably of years ago. So. All right, here's another, uh, here's another Jeopardy financial version question for you. Mandated by the IRS, these force retirees to drain their retirement accounts whether they want to or not. Yes. Well, as some of our listeners may know. What are financial uh, termites, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually is what is the required minimum distribution? And when we reach age 70 and a half, we are forced to pull money out of our 401k, IRA, 403b, SEP IRA, whatever it is, our retirement accounts that have not been taxed. And now you may have been pulling money out before then. 
But when you reach age seven and a half, you have to start taking money out. The first year, you have to take out close to 4%. And every year after that, you have to take out a higher percentage based on your life expectancy according to IRS tables. Now, it's not truly your life expectancy, but they do require, uh, as you get older, to pull out more and more. And it's just simply because they want their money now. And this is problematic because not only do you have to pay tax on those distributions, but those very distributions might be the reason why you have to pay tax on your Social Security benefits. Uh, Whether you pay tax on Social Security benefits depends largely for most people on how much money is coming out of these accounts. So strategies, the good news is that strategies can be done if you're still working to minimize that impact, if not eliminate it altogether. But it's usually accomplished over several years and it's important that you know what you're doing and that's why we have the retirement rescue boot camp coming up so this is a big issue look we've got you know 19 trillion dollars in debt and growing it seems like every every other month it's up by another trillion and we've got baby boomers getting older they're becoming more dependent on social services the money's got to come from somewhere and while i used to believe that you know people understood that if they lowered taxes the economy would grow and treasury revenues would increase That doesn't seem to be um, the popular mantra now when you look at the politicians running for president. So you want to figure out ways to protect yourself against that. And that's really what the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp is all about. Rescue you from the IRS. Rescue you from the tax code. Not by doing things illegally. No, quite the contrary. Taking full advantage of everything the code provides you and developing a real plan towards getting you to a point where you can have a tax-free retirement so that if, if the Congress raises tax laws, what if they double require minimum distributions? You know what? If we take the proper steps now, that's not going to affect us at all. So you want to learn more about it, text the, uh, the word Seminar 16. That's Seminar 16, one word. Text it to 555-888. Or if you want more information, if you're not a texter, just go to quizdan.com. And where it says Quiz Dan, just ask, and I'll send you more information on it. The seating is limited. And so we're only, you know, couple weeks away here. It's the 26th and uh, 6.30. I'm going to give you a lot of information and I'm really looking forward to showing you how you can minimize the impacts that the requirement distribution is going to have on you as well as the other areas that are going to affect your long-term retirement. Again, what you have to do is text the word SEMINAR and the number 16 all together, SEMINAR16 to 555-888, SEMINAR16 to 888. You text that, click on the link, and uh, fill out the quick information there, and you'll be registered to come to that seminar. Uh, Retirement Rescue Boot Camp coming up on April 26th at the University of Dayton. Make sure you reserve your spot today because seats are going quickly. Text the word SEMINAR and the number 16, SEMINAR16 to 555-888-555-888. We still have lots to cover on the show, so don't go anywhere. Coming up next here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. With a constantly changing financial landscape, having a written, customized plan for retirement is more important than ever. In the Dayton area, turn to Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril. Call 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326 to schedule a complimentary review of your financial situation. We know you did it. Lurking in the shadows and hiding in every investable asset, there is no escaping from Tales from the Tax Side with Dan Capril. It's time for Tales from the Tax Side. Dan Capril with us here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. And this week's headline that Dan sent me, where are all the Americans? Is this uh, from your trip to, to you know Great Britain recently? Is Where are all the Americans? No, no, no. This has to actually do with, uh, with Panama or something that's uh, in the news lately called the Panama Papers. Somewhere yes. warmer. Yeah. Well... The Panama Papers are basically, there's a, um, it's been released, uh, there's a finding, about 11.5 million files were leaked from um, a Panamanian law firm. And what was discovered was that there was a, a great deal of people, all wealthy people, who were hiding their money in accounts in the British Virgin Islands. Now, just because you've got an account in the British Virgin Islands does not mean you're doing anything illegally. I do want to emphasize that. However, in many countries, you are taxed, um, you are not taxed, I should say, if you can put your assets offshore. 
Now, you can't do that in the United States. United States, they're going to tax you no matter where you earn your money, no matter where it is. All right. So you can have as many offshore accounts as you want. If you're going to do things legally, they're going to tax you. But that's not the case in other countries. And what's also interesting is you see situations where you have professional politicians like, say, a um, Vladimir Putin who suddenly has these accounts over there with millions of dollars in them. And of course, his salary is a matter of public record. So it's always interesting, I find, when someone who's been the leader of a country for many years has never made more than $100,000, suddenly has 50 or $60 million in an offshore trust. But the Panama Papers, which were just recently released, indicate that. And of course, it's creating a lot of uh, political flock for uh, British Prime Minister David Cameron. Not because of anything that he's done. It's uh, his father apparently had one of those one of those accounts. Now, again, in his case, there's no indication that he's done anything illegal. It just doesn't look good. Uh, Putin, on the other hand, yeah, that one's interesting. But of course, he doesn't rule with quite the level of um, compassion. And his, his he has a little bit more flexibility in the things he can get away with than, say, uh, David Cameron. But the first thing I want to emphasize is that, you know, you're not going to see a lot of Americans on this list. A lot, uh, the only Americans that have shown up on the list, actually, are people who have been in trouble with the law and uh, have paid the price, and they probably put the money down there to hide it so that the while they were paying their price, so to speak, nobody went after it. You know, there's always been speculation that, that Bertie Madoff did something similarly. But the reason that you're not going to see a lot of Americans on that list of people is because no matter where you are, you know, if you're going to follow the law, you're going to pay the tax. So you can have, you can have bank accounts in any country you want. That interest has to get reported. You may not have to pay tax on all of it. There are credits and deductions that can be applied, but it has to be there. First thing I want to emphasize is that good tax planning does not require that you be sneaky. If any, it's complete opposite. Unfortunately, though, we have gotten to the point where people are so scared of things like this. And this, again, this isn't any indication that a crime's been committed. It's just the publicity. They're so scared of taking the proactive steps that they just choose to pay the tax when there are things they could do legally that are actually encouraged by the law. They fail to do it. And that's a real shame. Uh, that, that's just something that, that shouldn't be the case. Understand that, that market volatility isn't going to hurt you nearly as much as Uncle Sam's going to hurt you in terms of your nest egg. If you're sitting there with a 401k, an IRA, a 403b, the tax that you owe Uncle Sam is probably going to be far greater than anything market volatility can do for you. Now, I want you to take the steps with market volatility. But I really want you to take the steps with lowering your taxes. I want you to be proactive. There's over 70,000 pages in the code. And if you're a small business owner, I can almost guarantee you that you are not taking all the necessary proactive steps. But especially if you're getting ready to retire. You know, if you're in your 50s, if you're like me, if you were born in the late 1950s, early 1960s, you got maybe 10 years of work ahead of you, maybe less. There are really things you can do now to position yourself so that when you do retire, you may have a tax-free retirement, but you have to be proactive. So to help you with this, we are, we've set up, we're going to have a workshop, what I call a retirement rescue boot camp. It's going to be at the University of Dayton. It's on April 26th. That's a Tuesday from 6.30 to 8.30. Seating is extremely limited. Now, if you want to come, uh, there's two ways you can register. One of them is go to, uh, or well, there's three ways. One will be to call our office, call our office number, which I'll give you here in just a second. Second way would be you can go to quizdan.com and hit the button quizdan and say register me and my staff will get in touch with you. Or if you're a texter, just text the word seminar 16, one word, seminar 16, text it to 555-888. That's 555-888. You're going to get a link. Now you got to click on the link and then you got to enter in your information. So just because you sent the text doesn't register you. And, and I will emphasize to you, seating is limited, so please register only if you really intend to go. I chose not to charge for this seminar. I will probably charge for them in the future, but it, to me it was important that people get this message. So I wanted to make it as easy for you as possible. I'm going to be giving a, a lot of great materials to this. So take full advantage. You don't have to be like these guys in other countries who are trying to hide their money and you know trying to skirt one law or the other. No, doing it properly is, is not hard. It just requires the knowledge and the information. And, you know, when we look at our national debt growing, when we look at the, the potential for rising taxes, when we listen to politicians who want to do more and more with government, the money's going to come from somewhere. And if they raise taxes, they're raising them not only in people who work, but they raise them on retirees. They've already raised the tax on your Social Security benefits over the years. They have no problems raising the tax that you're going to pay as you pull money out of your 401k, IRAs, 403bs. There are things you can do, though, to protect yourself, and that's what the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp is all about. 
I will share with you a number of different strategies, strategies you can do on your own, strategies if you need our help, we can assist you with that as well. So again, text the word seminar 16, seminar 16, text it to 555-888. That's all you gotta do and then a, a link pops up. You have to click the link, you gotta enter your information. If you just click the link, nothing happens. So you gotta scroll down, enter your information. Don't worry, I'm not gonna call you. All we're gonna do is send you your confirmation, make sure you have directions on how to get to the classroom at the University of Dayton, you know where the parking is, all that type of stuff. Very valuable seminar, strongly recommend that you all attend. Again, what you have to do is text the word seminar and the number 16, seminar 16 to 555-888 to 555-888. It's that easy. Click on the link and then fill out the information and you can reserve your spot for Retirement Rescue Boot Camp coming up on April 26th at the University of Dayton. Again, text the word seminar and the number 16. Just put it all together. No spaces or anything like that, or unfortunately, it won't work. So seminar and the number 16, seminar 16. Put that in the message field and the number you text. Next is 555-888-555-888. Always fun hearing about the tales from the tax side. And also each week we like to give away a book because Dan's an avid reader and he likes to share that love of, of books and novels and uh, also auto... Uh, autobiographical, what am I trying to say? Uh, and his love of nonfiction writing as well. And so tell us about this week's book giveaway, Dan. Well, this week I'm going to give away a book specific to younger people. I have a son who's getting ready to graduate from Indiana University in a few weeks. And I'm very proud that he did it in four years, which I guess is more and more of a rarity now. Nice, yeah. And he, ha and, he, and he even has a job. So this is great. I am truly an empty nester. But I have been spending a great deal of time as he prepares for that first real job, that first real paycheck, making sure that he does it right. Because, boy, you can really dig yourself in a hole in your 20s. I mean, a lot of people are challenged enough with student loans, but there are strategies you can do. So the book I'm going to give away is called Get a Financial Life. It's by Beth Kobliner. Most of the time, if you ever Google like the five best books of personal finance to read, this book is on there. Get a Financial Life by Beth Kobliner. And what she does is she speaks particularly to people in their 20s. I guess nowadays we call those people millennials. I just like to call them people in their 20s. Talks about the things you should be doing to make sure that you're laying the proper foundation for wealth going forward. Nothing is more difficult than catch up particularly when it comes to financial matters, younger people have the power of compounding interest over time. So if you've got a, if, if you are in your 20s or you've got someone in your family or someone you care about, love, who's in their 20s, this is a wonderful book. So even if I don't give you a copy, I strongly recommend you get a copy of it. But the way to get it is simple. Just go to quizdan.com. The best question of the week is going to get a copy of Get a Financial Life by Beth Kobliner. Again, what you do is you go to quizdan.com to get that, quizdan.com. And a quick recap of all the ways you can get in touch. You can go to quizdan.com, find out all the resources online there, ask questions to be featured on the show, and much more. You can call Dan directly to either attend that upcoming seminar, that retirement rescue boot camp, or to set up a time to meet for a one-on-one -on -one review. That phone number, and this is particularly important if you don't have a smartphone, because if you don't have a smartphone, when you go to click on that link that gets texted back to you, when you text that number that we'll give in a moment, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Yeah, so 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call if you want to attend the Retirement Rescue Boot Camp but can't go the texting route. We still want to offer that uh, way to get in touch. So 844-QUIZ-DAN, 844-784-9326. But for folks who do have that smartphone and want to go through the texting opportunity, you text to the number 555-888. In the message field, you put seminar 16, seminar 16, all together, no spaces, seminar 16, text that to 555-888, click on the link, fill out the information, and you'll reserve your spot for Retirement Rescue Boot Camp April 26th at the University of Dayton. Dan, this was a fun show. Thanks for joining us again this week. Have a fantastic next couple of days, and we'll do it all again next time around. Remember, taxes of the past are over, but there's things you can do going forward now so that next year's tax day isn't nearly as depressing. Congratulations on finishing your tax <laughs> filing. Turn the page to tax planning for next year now. Very important exactly. distinction. Very good. Well, this has been Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. 
Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.